a reading from Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. And it reads, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are the of the body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to our God. We began a sermon series titled Living Our Core Values, in which we are looking at the core values that the church identified a little over 10 years ago as the most important ways in which we live out the gospel of Jesus Christ here at First United Methodist Church, Montgomery. Last week, we looked at biblically focused spiritual growth as one of our core values. And today, in the second week in that series, we are looking at a core value that is especially special to me, and that is Christian community. Our core value of Christian community comes with this statement. We value a radical hospitality that welcomes all persons into our congregation. This is a place of grace that nurtures individuals and families through programming that spans age, life stages, and diverse needs. This core value is perfect for Youth Sunday, and I don't really think I have to explain why. You've seen throughout worship this morning evidence of the Christian community that exists within our youth group under the phenomenal leadership of Miles Love, Carrington, and Kate Berry, and so many volunteers that contribute to the lives of these students. You saw the communal life that comes from the youth choir family. You saw the evidence of community in two youth being able to tag team a children's minute. And my God, did they do incredible doing that children's minute? I was, anytime you're doing a children's minute, um, it's a little anxiety provoking, especially when you dump out gifts and they handled it better than I have ever seen anyone do it. And so I was deeply impressed with that. And you heard from Carlisle and Claire how this Christian community at all stages of life has played a role in shaping them and how they have helped shape others through it as well. And I can tell you, after being Carlisle's small group leader along with Derek DeBose and being on a mission trip to Costa Rica with Claire, they are absolutely models of Christian community and two for which we should be very proud. So, you have this morning witnessed some of the fruits of having a core value of Christian community. There are many needs that we have as human beings. Some of these needs are concrete and some are abstract. Yes, we have the concrete needs of food and water. I remember being fascinated when I was little when I learned that you could live weeks without food, but days without water. Regardless of the time frame, though, those are clear and concrete needs. Other concrete needs exist, like shelter and physical health, or like the needs for tornado victims that we are collecting on the tables in the breezeway. 
These are clear, physical, and visible needs. We also have needs that are abstract or harder to see or harder to measure, perhaps. Religious life is filled with these needs that are harder to see. We have the need for redemption. We have the need for salvation. We have the need for forgiveness. And there is one need that is hard to see or measure that permeates every fiber of our being. It's a need that oftentimes dominates more of our life choices and decisions than we understand or realize. This need is our human need to belong. We have this deep desire and need for belonging. Regardless of how independent or introverted someone claims to be, we all have this need to belong. We can't do life alone. Belonging is an aspect of so much of what we do. People have a desire to belong to sports teams, to dance groups, to bands or music groups, to clubs, to civic organizations, to colleges, and to universities. The list can go on and on. There are so many ways in this world that we strive to belong. Professor and author Brene Brown says, a deep sense of love and belonging is an irreducible need of all people. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, to be loved, and to belong. When those needs are not met, we don't function as we were meant to. We break. We fall apart. We numb. We ache. We hurt others. And we get sick. This is the real-life reality that I believe that the Apostle Paul was speaking into when we hear those words from 1 Corinthians that we read in our scripture today. The church offers a degree of belonging in the presence of community that is different from the other groups, teams, or organizations in which we feel that we belong. Paul describes that belonging to a Christian community is different than all of the other places in which you belong because belonging to and in the church means that you are becoming a part of a living and breathing organism. As a part of a body, we don't just need the body, but the body needs each of us. If you read on in chapter 12, Paul continues this idea and explanation with about 20 more verses of details and questions explaining how a body intricately works together. He says, if the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Being a part of Christian community, a living, breathing organism, requires all of us. 
the statement that we often say here at First United Methodist Church is true. We won't be whole without you. We need everyone to be the best for everyone and to be the best for shining the light of Christ in the world. United Methodist theology and a theology of Christian community is, in so many ways, is a theology of belonging. Even deeper, our sacramental theology is a theology of belonging, a theology of living in Christian community. Carlisle and Claire both talked about being baptized in the church. And Claire mentioned that it was her family's way of committing to raise her in the Christian faith. This is so true. Belonging is the gift of baptism through the Holy Spirit. It is that moment in which we officially become a part of the family of God, the Christian community. Whether we are a baby, a confirmand, or an adult, when we come to the baptismal font, we come as an individual, someone spiritually on their own. But in the waters of baptism, our identity is no longer solitary. We can no longer be identified outside of the Christian community. We are no longer alone, but now we are people in relationship with others, belonging in a community of faith. But it is not just the person being baptized that makes a commitment to the Christian community, but it's all of us agreeing to make space for them at the table and committing to them that we are going to be here for them. And we are going to teach them and show them the ways of being here for God and being here for each other, no matter what. We say it every single time there's a baptism. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. It is our commitment that no matter what, we are going to surround them and make them feel like they belong. It's really the same when we welcome in new members as well as we did earlier. The new members, Amber, Myron in this case, decide to come into the Christian community. And we, the Christian community, responded. We give thanks for all that God has already given you. And we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. As we have brothers and sisters joining our Christian community weekly, it is our fortunate opportunity to make room for them at the table, remind ourselves of our commitment to Christian community, and affirm our core value that states that we value radical hospitality that welcomes all persons into our congregation. And from there, we all live into the beautiful reality 
that this is a place of grace that nurtures individuals and families through programming that spans age, life stages, and diverse needs. We pray together, all of us. We worship together, all of us. We study together, all of us. We care for one another, all of us. Not just eyes working with eyes, hands working with hands, or feet working with feet, but we all work together. We are not just radically hospitable to visitors and new people, but we are radically hospitable to all in the congregation, all parts of the body, every single one. It is how all of the programming that spans ages, life stages, and diverse needs are successful. So often people come to this church for a great worship service or a great program or a great event, but they return, join, and stay connected because of the loving community that they find in those programs, in that worship, and in those events. We hear from visitors and new members time and time again that at FUMC they found the most welcoming church they have ever been to. And that should bring all of us great joy, that we are constantly making room at the table. Which brings us to the other sacrament, that we live out in Christian community, Holy Communion. Prior to coming to the table each time that we come, we like to remind you of the openness of that table, that all are welcome. We don't check for membership cards. We don't stipulate that you're a United Methodist or that you have acted a certain way this week or done a certain amount of tasks or anything. Openness of table was important to John Wesley, partially because his own mother found her moment of conversion to Christianity while participating in Holy Communion. Upon invitation to the table, we do ask for three things, though. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him. We ask that you love the Lord, that you earnestly repent of your sins, and perhaps most importantly for Christian community, that you seek to live in peace with one another. We make it easy to satisfy these components. We offer a confession that repents of our sins and commits to joyful obedience to the Lord. But then comes our communal part. Now, as forgiven people, let us offer one another signs of reconciliation and love. To reconcile with God, we must be reconciled with one another. It is our reminder of Paul's words that though we are many members of the body, we are one body. It is our chance, even through troubles or disagreements or whatever else has happened since the last time we were together, for us to tell one another, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I see you, I hear you, I love you, I appreciate that we are in the same body. Then we come to the table to be reminded that no matter what, God's grace is enough for us and that Jesus died for all of us and that we are to show Christ's love to one another 
into the world, no matter what. Many of you may know, I have a love borderline obsession with working to grow the church and help people find Christian community here at First United Methodist Church. It's something that Dr. Cooper really taught and instilled in me in our first year of ministry together here. One thing that I've learned is that everyone loves the idea of a growing church. Everyone loves to think about their church growing. Sometimes, though, we must remember that more people in Christian community means more people to reconcile with. It means more people to make peace with. It means more people to forgive. Does that mean that we stop growing or stop building Christian community? Absolutely not. It simply means that we work harder for our core value of Christian community. We must practice radical hospitality even more intentionally. We go even more out of our way to welcome people, and we trust grace to make more space. Our communion theology in conjunction with Christian community reminds me of the country song from a few years ago with these lyrics. I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. As evangelical Christians, we want a church with a crowded table. We want as many people as possible to find salvation through Christ in this place, and we want people to find that Christian community within it. But we must remember that a crowded table requires some extra work of hospitality. A crowded table means that there are more elbows. The crowded table has more food that needs to be prepared and more dishes that need to be cleaned, more tasks for everyone. At a crowded table, you might get bumped by an elbow or you may bump someone else with your elbow. This means crowded tables offer you more chances to say, I'm sorry, I forgive you. I love you. The, the crowded table takes considerably more work, but it also brings considerably more joy. Belonging means participating. It means keeping covenant with one another. It means being here no matter what. It means being willing to sit with someone in the Christian community no matter what. Scripture says that God is present wherever two or more are gathered in God's name. The Holy Spirit moves among us when we are doing life together. When we are doing life apart, we miss opportunities for the Holy Spirit to be in our midst. Don't miss opportunities for the Holy Spirit to be in our midst. Renew your commitment and covenant to our core value of Christian community. In John Wesley's sermon, A Catholic Spirit, he said one of his most famous quotes, Though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike. I don't know that I think that the Holy Spirit moves among people thinking alike. But I'm confident 
that the Holy Spirit moves among people that are loving alike. May we hold fast to our Christian community, and may we be quick to say things like, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I see you, I hear you, I love you. To the glory of God. Amen.